What is up, guys, and welcome back to another Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now, today we're going to get into a few different updates, talk about what we've been doing, and then we're going to talk about hobby burnout, because it is 2020, and shit hits the fan every day. So, we want to dive into that. But first, what have you been up to, Brent? Oh, today's a good update. (laughs) You know, last week I was on Warhammer Weekly with Vince Venturella, and this was actually my first time meeting Vince, Uh, so this this was a big day for me. Hmm. So if you don't know who Vince is, go check out YouTube. Vince Venturella, he's got a ton of tutorials under the name Hobby Cheating. And he also has a weekly kind of podcast thing live on YouTube, Warhammer Weekly. And they talk about, you know, all the news coming out of the Warhammer community. And they talk about, I don't know, Warhammer stuff for a good hour and a half, two hours. And yeah, this week I got to be a part of the magic, so I'm I'm really happy about that. Vince is a, a pillar of the hobby community, very good painter, you know, a real strong personality in our in our little world here. And it was my first time getting to meet him, and so all in all, a good day. That sounds awesome. Uh, what did you guys talk about? Uh, we talked about something I, I don't actually know a lot about, which is how to, like, churn out armies, how to plan and paint okay. and acquire and, yeah, how to plan, acquire, paint armies. And so I was able to talk about, you know, some of the some of the steps in there, you know, how to plan paint schemes and how to, how to conceptualize an army. But I actually haven't had uh, any armies rolling off of my assembly line, not not all the way complete, not 2,000 points at least. So Close to it, somewhere around there. What was the last one you did where it was the, the Slaves of Darkness? Was that like 800, 900 points? It's a good chunk. I think it was only 650. Yeah, that, that star collecting box. <laughs> Just trying to make you sound better. It's all right. <laughs> I appreciate that, Casey. 650 <laughs> is still good. That's still a it's game. It's good. It is just still really yeah. good. That's hey. 500-point games, some people like to play just 500-point games. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Vince is kind of famous for, I think he has, like, 16 or 17 complete armies. Yeah, the number changes seemingly weekly. You know, right. last reported was 56, 17 this week. Who knows? It's a lot. It's a lot. More than more than most normal people in the hobby. Yeah. Well, the important thing is at least one of the people on that episode was very well qualified to be talking about what they were talking about. And mm-hmm. I helped where I could. And yeah, I mean, as with any podcast, as long as like half of the hosts sort of know what they're talking about, they should <laughs> right. be able to carry it through almost anything. <laughs> that makes sense. So as long as one of us is having an all right day, we're fine. That's right. That makes sense. We'll see how that goes. So we're about five minutes into this podcast, if that, and we got uh, some cats scratching at the door. So Casey, I'm going to need you to stall for a while. We're going to let this cat stall in. Stall for a while. Okay, all right. Well, then I'm going to I'm gonna uh, pick up kind of from episode one, if you all remember Back to that one. So my wife's been out of town. She's been uh, on vacation. 
And so I got a lot of time to do some stuff. I was cleaning out the house. I was painting some dark Eldar racks. And yeah, Eldar. Dark Eldar. What did I miss? We're talking exactly. about racks? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Racks on racks. No, I was I was stalling because I was going to talk about how I had some extra time last week to kind of clean my hobby space, clean my house a little bit. I'm selling some couches, you know, much like other things I've done in the past. But uh, I, I had a good amount of time and I got to paint some Dark Eldar and I was actually very excited to do so. And I was going to ask you what the deal is with Dark Eldar because racks are really cool, but like... Uh, Capitalite warriors to disagree. Uh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, see, I, this this makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So Dark it. Eldar is built upon three pillars. Mm. There are the witches, the scantily clad gladiator elves, who ride very fast jet bikes and very fast mm -hmm. hoverboards. <laughs> so you got your your gladiator elves. Those are the witches. Mm -hmm. And then you got your Cabalite warriors, the, the classic Dark Eldar warriors who are yeah. maybe yeah, similar, but a, a little bit more heavily armored or, you know, they're, they're covering a little bit more skin with that jagged pointy armor of theirs. A lot of points. And then you have the homunculi and the racks and the grotesques. So the, the kind of mad science experiment terrible yeah. flesh crafting gone wrong side of things and i gotta tell you i am a bigger <laughs> fan of the other two pillars of the dark eldar society See, i am that's, that's i am more of a, a warrior and a witch kind of person but mm -hmm. if you're really into racks i think that maybe that balances us out yeah because that's i was thinking this like you know i sent you that homunculus mm -hmm. a long time ago and and I, we've never actually talked about this really after the fact in that video you said oh i don't know if casey knows but you know i i collect dark eldar and i'm sitting there watching it like yeah yeah i knew that that's that's why mm -hmm. i sent that to you um but that you said that you'd never painted a homunculus before that's was, true was a little it was strange to me so now i i, I get it you know because i'm looking at the cabalite warriors and thinking you know I just don't like this. I don't like the spikiness. Like, that it feels more like Kiss as a band. You know okay, what I'm saying? Okay. It's like, like, it's that. And not that there's nothing to like about that, but I don't I don't particularly go for it, right? But the homunculus and, and these racks definitely speak to me. And it's probably because I'm more of a Nurgle kind of guy. I think so. And that that's just right there. And since I've never seen any of this other stuff, I've I've always seen the warriors, I've seen the witches, but I've never seen racks in person. And I've never seen any of these other grotesques, and I've always kind of been like, "Yeah, Dark Elder is fine. It's it's fine." But now I'm intrigued. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I actually do have some very beat up racks in my own collection maybe maybe we'll be able to work a little deal here casey if you need more of those <laughs> and I'll, I'll admit i started watching your most recent video and i got to yeah. the point where you were about to chop up perfectly good dark elves to yeah, improve some racks and, and your alter ego said that was a terrible idea and i'm like you're like yeah weird yeah, casey is. is right strange casey is right 
and then I think I got distracted and stopped watching the video, so I assume you you destroyed some perfectly good Dark Eldar and Dark Elves. and. So, yeah, I've had these Dark Elf Corsairs or whatever they are. Like, I, I got sent them from a, a warp crate, mm-hmm. you know, and they've just been sitting around. I don't, I don't know what to do with them. They're not, they're actually in, they like mostly fine shape. Um, they're fine, but I don't know. These racks are just cooler models and they needed the help. So I figured why not? Because then, you know, I have bits from the Corsairs if I need anything else. They have some cool heads on them. You know, if I want to do some head swaps for elves or something else, one of them has a, a pretty fancy banner. So if I need that for something, I mean, there's, there's potential in a lot of the the parts on those models. They're not overly spiky and they're not overly like smooth curvature. Like some of the other elves are in fantasy. So they seem pretty good for multi-purpose stuff. And I did check the price on that unit before I can get a unit of them, 10 of them for like $15 on eBay. So it's not like the end of the world. It's not like a $40 box of, you know, Corsairs or something. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. uh, A friend of mine gave me a project to work on, and this is a little bit of a tangent here, but they gave me a Star Trek toy ship to work on. Okay. And it was something that I got really excited about. They gave me the USS Defiant, and I'm forgetting the name of the the toy line right now but it's a you know a foot and a half uss defiant and it's it's really cool and this this toy line also has you know get the enterprise d and you can get uh you know romulan warbirds get a klingon vorcha battle cruiser <laughs> and there's a lot of cool stuff in this line and you know the idea was like okay you know do like a a repaint on it's not exactly a model, it's a toy, but it's like a pretty nice looking toy. Sure. And so I was, I was like really excited to do this repaint. And then I go look up uh, the prices on eBay and the <laughs> the Enterprise D is like 10 bucks. The the Borcha Cruiser is like 10, 15 bucks. Robin yeah. Warbird, maybe that. The Defiant is like more than a hundred dollars. I'm like, oh shit! Oh, like, like <laughs> never mind. I'm not gonna be repainting this, am I? This would be no. This would be a mistake. <laughs> yeah, there but, there are definitely models that you find that are like that that you don't want to just cut up, okay? Right. And I I put a disclaimer in that video saying, look, don't just go cutting up your stuff. Like if it's been sitting and you don't want it, it's not worth anything. Whatever, that's fine. But uh, don't don't go cutting up a, a Defiant that's worth over $100 or repainting it, you know? Right. Well, I'm glad you can get more of those plastic elves because they are yeah. cool elves. And, you know, maybe someday cool. you'll, you'll want them just the way they were meant to be, you know? Yeah, and in that case, it's just a matter of getting some arms. <laughs> I figure it's at some point. I'd probably just go back and make a video about saving these models that I destroyed and printing out the parts and just sticking them back on it and be like, see? There you go. You worried for nothing. It's there you fine. go. So you didn't even make it past that point. That's that's a little sad, Brent. I saw the thumbnail. <laughs> the, the, the finished models look good. What do you want? Got <laughs> your undivided attention for 17 to 23 minutes. <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> 
it's okay. I I I didn't watch uh, your Vince Ventrilla interview. That's okay. See, we're even. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Oh, uh, after my uh, Vince interview, I was on a, a live stream with Zambies and Nini Meenies and and Heath. They were doing a charity uh, fundraiser cancer stream thing, and they were like, "Hey, do you want to sit mm-hmm. in this and hang out?" And so I did a special guest appearance. Not that I had a camera on, but I was sitting and hanging out and chat and assembled nice. a, a chimera from the Warcry line, which is. Oh, okay, okay, model. Okay. Yeah. You look good. Oh. And yeah. um, right now I'm gearing up in a in a day or two here. I got to be ready to do an interview with Mini Wargamer, Mini Wargamer Dave. Dave, yeah. Yeah. So That should be cool. Shrine of Chaos. I got an interview lined up on that. So Nice. And I'm busy, busy, busy over here, but you uh <laughs> Yeah. You make any new online friends recently, Casey? Or oh, actually, yeah. So um, I'm doing a, a collaboration, a pretty fun one that I, I don't, I don't want to spoil too much. It's gonna be basically we're gonna be playing a game of Age of Sigmar or Warcry, probably Warcry, mm-hmm. uh, live. But obviously, I'm in the U.S. and uh, Oliver at um broadsword broadsword wargaming Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so him and i have been chatting a bunch and we're gonna do something cool yeah so it should be we're thinking october end of october maybe early november cool but uh trying to do something pretty like we we talked about it trying not to make it like a a a lazy collaboration if you know what i mean where it's like i do yeah we just kind of talk talk videos the same as it always ever was Mm mm-hmm you know something pretty straightforward like we, we're trying to avoid that actively so hopefully it, sh- it should be pretty cool uh he's a cool dude so and you're I'm, trying to I'm play you're trying to actually play a game with somebody in a different country live yes, yes. not necessarily live as okay. in like live streaming but we're going to set up cameras so that like i'll have a camera on my dice i'll have all my stuff for my army i'm shipping him Something probably like I said, probably Warcry. So it's probably going to be a warband, and then uh, yeah, well, he'll have somebody moving those figures for me that I'll be talking to. But I'll be able to see everything, and we'll be able to communicate as if we were in the same room together. So it's an interesting thought, and we're we're hoping to make it work. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, that that does sound very interesting. Like yeah. I, I hope it does work out. You you figure it out, Casey. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're definitely gonna figure it out because I would love to play some Warcry. So are you painting <laughs> it's been two, too long? I mean, maybe don't give too much away, but I guess a possibility is that you're painting two of the same warband and sending one overseas. No, I am just gonna be sending him one. I'm gonna be painting one specifically for the the collab. Um. So, so, yeah, so are there going to be two, two physical manifestations of the game board, or are you going to no, be? No, I'll be watching it. Well, okay. Like, I'm what okay. what I'm planning on. I think right now what we're planning on doing is having a feed come in through whatever connection of an overhead cam mm-hmm. on the entire board, so that I can see what's going on. 
And then, um, yeah, I'll be talking to probably his uh, girlfriend. Right. To do measuring and stuff. But, I mean, I'll have a copy of the cards and all the stuff. And I'll be ro- rolling my own dice. So, it, it should work out. If they can do it in tabletop simulator, we can we can do it. Hey, I'm we excited. Can. You know, I still <laughs> like the idea of you having like three or four different monitors set up with like different views of the table and then, mm-hmm. you know, beaming your instructions across the ocean. To... Yes. Yeah, good luck. Good it luck. Just, it just sounds like a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's play Warhammer like, you know. Yeah. 6,000 miles apart or whatever it is. Yeah, I've I've heard of uh somebody else maybe putting together uh a little project where somebody named Penny is going to be an avatar for folks to play games. Okay, sure. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. More on that later maybe, you know. Yeah, whenever they decide to Mhm. Mhm. To to do it. I don't want to spill any beans there, but I, mean, I think you kind of just did <laughs> like <laughs> no don't don't spill it more casey it, all right i'm just saying move, in our entire along, space there's along. only one person by that name it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like of anybody we could be talking about right now yeah it could be anybody <laughs> uh yeah. so i see here in the notes you are selling some couches yes that's cool that's cool yeah we'll we'll leave it at that we don't need to dwell <laughs> on that for sure yeah no all right. What what else is new with you, Casey? Anything? Um. Well, other than uh, Dark Eldar, I actually got a little bit of time to paint something for myself. Um, and I just posted it on Instagram a little earlier, so it'll be out. Um, and I'll I'll see if I can have Matt throw this up on the on the screen too. Um, for anybody watching at YouTube dot com slash paint bravely the podcast then this picture will go up but i painted the pale man like a, a bust uh, the pale man from pan's labyrinth mm. you seen that movie i have it's been a while but yes i have been a while. yeah it came out 2006 so yeah it's been it's been a long while but you know that creepy creature he puts his hands over his face and he's got the eyes in his hands mm. yeah so i actually found just randomly like uh, I think it was my mini factory just browsing around. I saw a, a 3d sculpt of it and it was free. So I thought, okay, cool. And I downloaded it and it, it printed in a couple hours and it was really good. So I actually painted it and yeah, you can't tell it's a 3d sculpt so much. It's actually very well done for being free. <laughs> That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, I actually took some time and painted it. It was very exciting. Well, all right. Yeah. Instagram content, at least. I mean, yeah, I, I'm. I wasn't gonna make a a video or anything. Like I thought about it, but uh, yeah, doesn't seem like. I don't know. It'd just be like, here's this cool thing I did. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's a video, you know. Sometimes it is. Yeah, that's true. So, ready to launch into the main topic here today? Yeah, let's let's hit the main topic head on and talk about hobby burnout. So, what is hobby burnout, Brent? What's your definition? 
Oh, you're just losing the motivation to paint. If you do get around to painting, you're not having as much fun with it as you should, and it uh, starts to feel more and more like a chore. All, all, all the typical things you associate with the word burnout. But yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we decided to talk about this today, uh, partially because this is a good year to talk about burnout. Mm -hmm. Um, as we're, I don't know when you're listening to this, but as we're recording this, we're, oh, about six months into COVID being a very big part of everyone's lives. So a lot of folks are spending less time with other people these days and more time with themselves these days and maybe haven't left the house as much in the last six months as they normally do. And, you know, folks definitely are feeling burnout and worse. You know, yeah. uh, so first off, as we're talking about burnout and maybe not having as much fun with your hobbies as you used to, uh, you know, think about whether it's maybe early signs of depression. And I don't think either of us are great resources on that, but uh, do yeah. do use this as a little measurement. Uh, you know, check to think to is maybe something bigger going on here and. Mm hmm do do whatever uh googling and reaching out and and talking to friends that you need to do if if that may be an issue but everybody is has been maybe a little bit glum the this year and yeah that's that's a good way to put it so it's a good time to talk about burnout um and then the other thing that kind of motivated this episode is a few of our favorite uh youtube folks have put out videos recently specifically talking about burnout and to a degree that was, you know, talking about burnout in making videos and doing the hobby, kind of a combination of the two. Mm -hmm. But uh, Jazza, Blackmagic Craft, Miniac, all in the last month or so put out videos titled I Don't Like What I've Become, Time for a Change, and The Drastic Necessary Change in My yeah. Hobby. Two varying levels of right. intensity, I would suppose. Yeah, but yeah. So, yeah, Casey, tell us tell us a little bit about that. Start in on that. Um, well, a couple of it. So, so I think that Scott and Jazza are pretty similar in what they were talking about. Um, just doing the same thing day in day out. Uh, especially being content creators. Um, you know, looking at the stuff that that we used to do for fun as like your job, right? This is your job that can get old pretty quick. Like if you feel like you're obligated to do all of this stuff, then yeah, that's going to kind of feed into that burnout feeling. Uh, as far as black, black magic craft goes, Jeremy was talking about being tired of one aspect of his hobby and needing something fresh. Um, so he, you know, he kind of, was switching from one thing to another thing in order to, to fix that. And we'll kind of, you know, go through that a little bit more later, but, uh, that's, that's essentially kind of where they were at, um, in talking about burnout in general. So if you see something like a job, then that's for sure a way to kind of cause burnout, you know, and I, like, I've personally felt that a little bit, like twinges of that just occasionally if it's a week where I don't actually want to paint that thing 
But then I go, well, this is the week that you said you were going to do this thing. So, you know, just got to do it. Or commissions specifically for me were, uh, were causing some real issues there for a little while. And that really made me not want to paint. And you figured out a, a way around that commission issue? Yeah. Finish the, finishing them and, and not taking any more. <laughs> okay. You, uh, you identified a problem and you found a solution. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think that that in itself, what you just said, um, identifying the problem is a pretty big part of, of the whole thing. Like if it's, you know, every time I sit down to paint, well, somebody calls me and I have to go do something. Like, that's going to get pretty old pretty quick. So maybe it's, well, maybe you're sitting down at the wrong time. Change it up. Yeah, I know. So so Jazza in his video, he was talking about really getting wrapped up in the in the numbers of his videos and how, you know, in his case, trying to make videos has changed what he's doing for his hobby time, his hobby slash work time. And then, yeah. you know, in his case, he was putting apparently a lot of his self-worth into the numerical feedback on his projects. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. And, uh, I mean, that's that's a real thing, you know? Uh, YouTube does a really good job of giving statistics back to creators in terms of how many people are watching and how long they're watching for and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, Jazza talked about this very much two-edged sword of YouTube will take your last 10 videos and <laughs> it will tell you how many views they had, you know, one day into the video being live or two days or 17 and a half hours or, or whatever. And so yeah. when you upload a video, you can see, is this video doing better than your last 10 videos or worse than your last 10 videos? Or, you know, it literally ranks it from one to 10 of, Hey, this video is doing really yeah. well compared to your normal or really not well compared to your normal. And, you know, Jazz was talking it's about so volatile. It it's volatile, but also it's you know, it's such a strong feedback mechanism that isn't necessarily related to your own feeling of how much you liked the project. Yeah. And um I'll tell you right now, I'm uh I, I'm not burned out right now. I'm I'm feeling good. But yeah. I will also tell you that my last two videos in a row were ranked 10 of 10. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm laughing about it, and I'm actually gearing up to try to go uh, three in a row. Go three here. out of three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I actually I mean, I decided to lean into it. Uh, the next video is going to be a hobby science video, which, you know, traditionally it's, traditionally, it's fun yeah. for me to make because I like, you know, thinking about science. But it is a little bit more educational, so eh, less people are likely to click on it in their entertainment time, yeah. you know? So I suppose. I'm, I'm going to go for a hat trick, going to go for three 10 out of 10 videos in a row, which will mean <laughs> that, you know, two videos ago was, was 8 out of 10 now, so that's, that's all right. That's, and that's really where, where it gets you, right? Like, uh, was it last month? I think, or it might've been the month before. I don't know. Some, some four week span of time just recently I had four, one out of tens. 
Did you really? So the, yeah, the whole month. And it was like solid growth. Everything was like up, feeling good. But immediately I'm going, okay, the next, I don't know how long is going to be like, if I look at this and think about it in the wrong way, it's going to look depressing. And sure enough, like I haven't even come close, <laughs> you know? And so all the video, oh, well, this video is performing terribly compared to your, and not that it actually says that, but you know, that's what you're kind of like led, you know, the road that you're led down by YouTube. Um, and that's why I was saying it, it is kind of volatile because it gives you the information, mm-hmm. but in such like a non-emotional here's here are the raw numbers kind of way, like, well, here's how it compares to the last 10 and this is 10 out of 10. Like you are doing something wrong. And it's like, you're probably not like if you had fun making the video, like you make science videos, Brent. Mm-hmm. And, and I would, I would say that you are on the line where you could pretty much make whatever video you want. And it's not like you're going to start seeing that negative subscriber number. You know, people aren't just going to be clicking away going, Oh, I can't take it anymore. Look at all these canoes. I just can't do it. <laughs> like it's not going to happen. Well, there's a point. There's a point. <laughs> I mean, there is a point. We could, but we could I seriously that. doubt yeah. you're even close to that point right now. <laughs> like, it's fine, and that's my that is my point. Right, is uh, that it says ten out of ten. That does not mean that you made something bad. I, I appreciate that, Casey. I, I don't that need way. to be talked down. Oh, <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I I'm sharing from a ledge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, sharing with people. There are people right. listening, Brett. They don't understand. Yeah. And, and of course, most of most of the folks listening probably don't make YouTube videos, but uh, you know, a good percentage of the folks listening probably do have an Instagram account. And yeah. I also have an Instagram account. And, and to me, I am less uh, emotionally tied to that than I am to my YouTube account. But I still, you know, certainly check the numbers on how many people gave the little thumbs up to my picture of cats or my face right. or my face on a on a yeti model or or whatever the case may be but mm-hmm. um i i've i've certainly heard uh on on an early episode of trapped under plastic john was talking about you know tying his emotions up to his instagram account and mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a very easy thing to do in the world that we live in today whatever social media platform is your favorite whether it's a facebook group or instagram or youtube mm-hmm. or, or whatever um it is it is very easy to have a numerical bar graph on whether or not your latest painting project was better than the one before was better than the one before whereas you don't it is not necessarily healthy to have that that right. numerical feedback um because if you if you kind of turn all that off and close your eyes and think about your your recent painting projects, you know which ones you liked and and hopefully you know to a degree you like all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I, mean, I think that that's where the value is, anyways. Is that you're doing things that you actually enjoy doing, and you know you're not doing it for likes or clicks or whatever i mean sometimes i mean sometimes look like we are playing this game right right but i'm talking generally speaking you know like you want to be doing a project that you like to be doing 
in the in especially in the context of burnout, right? Like if I was just playing the game of YouTube, well, I wouldn't be painting miniatures. Uh, there is a thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a thought that'll fester. Yeah. Um so I mean I was just thinking of uh you know, we're we've got a lot to say about burnout and how to reinvigorate your hobby, how to get away from burnout. But actually later on in my list of things to talk about here is maybe you should start an Instagram <laughs> account is sure. uh sometimes having the ability to share your work with others and to get some external feedback and you know that external motivation sometimes that is a good thing so uh, yeah but before we get too down on on posting work online uh just just identify whether where you are right now that's uh that's a positive or a negative yeah if if you're the kind of person who will get emotionally tied up in those numbers then maybe think about it a little bit mm -hmm. um but if you if you go into it with a healthy mindset just saying like hey i want to share these things with a certain amount of people you know i'm not looking to to garner a following and do all these things like i just want to share then yeah i think it can be a healthy way to do that um i mean when I started making videos, it made me want to hobby more because people were interacting with that content and saying like, oh, I like this or about what if you tried this or, you know, giving yeah. ideas and feedback and all of these things that, you know, then I was seeking and it yeah. did make me want to do more in a good way. Not yeah. for me trying to get those likes and numbers, but I wanted to get better. Yeah, that's a really good point is on any of these social media platforms, ignore the numbers and pay attention to the comments that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, if anyone is bothering to leave a comment on your uh, drawing of a Norseman, or, or, I don't know, or a, a rack or a witch elf, um, mm -hmm. most people bothering to take the time to write a comment or, or probably doing that because they like your work or they think it's interesting or they've they've got a cool idea and i love that side of social media yeah. interaction um, yeah. get, getting the feedback and the encouragement and the ideas like that's that's where a lot of fun is and yeah i, I agree okay so you know a lot of us have been in this hobby for years and as with anything, interest, uh, you know, grows and wanes and it goes through cycles. And sometimes that's, you know, based on other things going on in your life. And sometimes you can just get tired of doing the, the same thing day after day. And, um, you know, some, sometimes interests burn out or, or come back to life. And all of that is, is natural and reasonable. But what we're talking about today is you realize that you are having a harder and harder time sitting down at your painting desk. You are doing that less and less often. You're beginning to think of that as a chore. You are more likely to turn on the TV after dinner than go and sit at your painting desk, you know, all those things. So let's, let's fix that. Let's, let's get you uh painting bravely again here. Yeah. Well, the, the first thing I, I do need to say when it comes to that, if you find yourself yeah, 
sitting down, putting on a movie or playing video games instead of painting. And that's what's making you feel good after like working a full day. Then yeah, do that. Right. Right. There, there's nothing wrong with actually taking a break. I've taken several breaks in this hobby. Um, I mean, the longest one was a good solid 20 years, but you know, I, I was growing up. Like I, I got to middle school and high school and did other things. And then one day, and I honestly don't even know why it just came back into my life. Like it, it clicked and I was like, I need to go buy some paints right now. And I did. And I literally haven't stopped. <laughs> mm-hmm. But taking a break was a, was healthy. Yeah. If you're not having fun, you don't have to do it. We'll talk about right. how to, ways to start having fun again and start uh, getting some minis painted again. But if you're not having fun, you don't have to do it. And the the other side of that is, you know, we talked in our first episode about kind of good hobbies and less good hobbies. Mm-hmm. And I'd say that if you are spending less time painting minis right now because you are really excited about something else, if you are doing yoga practice for a couple hours every night, or if you're really excited about harvesting your raspberries and making jam, or I don't know, if you are like really involved in some other hobby, hobby or pursuit, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Ride that out, and and I'm sure you'll cycle back around to minis in in no time. Yeah. Um, if you are watching reruns on Netflix while eating Funyuns and playing cell phone games. I mean, okay, that's, that's cool for, you know, it's like, that's a good Friday night, I guess, but, uh, you know, I, I, I would like to try to talk you out of that. If you find yourself doing that for, yes. uh, you know, weeks on end, you very know? specific situation. I, I do agree with you. Yes. Yeah. We're going to just try and straight up talk you out of doing that. <laughs> Cause that's, that's probably not, the healthiest way to uh get into a new hobby i guess if you want to put it like that have you made have you made a raid shadow legends uh advertisement Uh, no i've been offered but no okay no i have not okay i I was just wondering if uh uh, (laughs) if we need to say it's okay to play raid shadow legends (laughs) (laughs) if i am uh Uh, unless you're eating monetarily obligated to say so in which case let me (laughs) tell you about my clan yeah no, no, it's uh, what is it? World of Warships. Mm. Uh, as long as it has those Warhammer skins, it counts as hobby, right? Okay. Is that a all right? They they did not pay me to. No, I've never played that game either. Cool, cool. No, I've I've had phases with different uh, cell phone games, but then I I have sure. really come to the realization that they are they are not not good. Yeah, I I played <laughs> uh I played Clash of Clans. Right. For like two and a half years. Yeah, I I was really yeah. into the the sequel or, or Boom Beach. The, oh yeah, Boom Beach. Yeah, oh, yeah, Boom Beach. We also played yeah. that. It was with so I worked at a school and it was with a bunch of teachers and a bunch of people. So like we were all in it together, talking oh. about it like at work. So I felt a little better about that, which is why <laughs> I participated. Uh, yeah, but then when I quit that job and didn't talk to those people anymore. It was like, I was, I found myself still, still playing. And then I was just like, what am I doing? <laughs> this is so weird. 
<laughs> like, gotta get those gems, gotta click them buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, check out Paint Bravely, the podcast, episode one, if you want to hear us talk about good and bad hobbies. Yeah. Um, but I guess where I was going with this is if you are painting less because you are pursuing a legitimately good and fulfilling hobby, cool. Yeah. Do that. When you burn yeah. out on that a little bit, you know, you'll, you'll come back and paint that Space Marine Librarian Terminator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, but if you're in a situation where, and I think probably a lot of folks are, especially in 2020, of after dinner you're sitting in front of the TV and it's uh, it's not a great use of your time, and and maybe mm-hmm. maybe we should try to talk you into getting back to that painting desk. Yeah, let's start. Well, that let's that's what that. we're talking about today. Yeah, trying to trying to be your friends and be like, you know what. We're going to find a way to get you some units painted, you know, some teams painted, maybe maybe work on those skills, get that bust done. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, then let's let's get into some some ways that you can maintain your hobby e- even if you're you're you know, you're starting to feel that kind of burnout. Like what can you do to avoid hitting that wall? Right, so one of the things that we have is sustainable hobbying. So uh, before we go any further, uh, sustainable hobbying was a mini series on Paint All the Minis podcast about a year ago. Okay. Okay, that's why I wrote that down because I because and, and no seriously, <laughs> it is an amazing resource. Uh, Dan and he had a special co-host on for I think four episodes of Paint All the Minis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they talk about like this hobby as part of overall health and they went through, you know, physical and mental and emotional health and, um, you know, kind of finding balance in life and with the hobby. And it was a really kind of cool deep dive into what are the effects of, of spending too much time hobbying or too much time, like thinking about the hobby and not hobbying or too much time shopping or um and just kind of tied up on all this if you're enjoying this chat i highly recommend paint all the minis about a year ago it was actually the four episodes after i was on that podcast last year so you know maybe download that one also that should be a a fun little blast from the past has it really been that long yeah time flies man that is insane we've been locked inside our houses for six months and so maybe that's what's going on yeah yeah you add that onto things and there you go (laughs) wow yeah uh, yeah, it's it's like the last six months didn't happen. <laughs> it yeah. just seriously doesn't seem like that long ago. <laughs> yeah, but time is doing weird things right now, and that is why we're talking about this. Like, if you haven't been leaving your house a whole lot, uh, you're you know, everything inside your house might start to you might be burned out with everything inside your house, you know, and including your painting yeah. desk, and so. That's what we're here to talk about. Yeah. Um, so one of the ways that I like to avoid having that feeling of like obligation to do something or whatever it is, um, I like to take a step back. I like to look at all of the stuff that I have available to me as far as a hobby goes. And I like to pick the one that I feel most like doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like doing that 
you know, on a regular basis keeps me wanting to paint the next thing. You know, because it's only the thing that's calling out to me. You know, I I saw that Pale Man bust. Never even painted a bust before. And I was just like, you know what? I, I need to paint this. And I did. I sat down and just did it. And I felt really good about it. Like, uh, yeah, that, that definitely makes me want to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree with that. Um. You know, I don't know what your desk looks are like right now. Maybe it's a mess. Maybe you have a project that's been sitting on there for two months that you have not finished. I would suggest clean that desk, put all the paints back in their in their racks or wherever they go. Put that half-finished project away unless you actually feel like working on it. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe uh, you know, put it behind some other stuff. Put it in a box somewhere. And yeah, yeah I think it's a really valuable exercise to just go through your collection, see what you have available. Um, if you're like Casey and you have a 3d printer, you have the world of, <laughs> of available things, it's either a lot of minis. <laughs> yeah. E- either free or, or normally for a fairly low price of, of mm-hmm. just printing out a mini that you feel like painting. Um, but, but even without the, the online availability of almost any mini you could dream up, there's, you probably have something in your collection that you were really excited about three years ago when you bought it and it's been sitting under some stuff for a while and Mm -hmm. the time may be right. You know, if you uh, put away that half inch project on your table that you are not going to get done anytime soon, go look through the year collection and then you may see, you know, that Escher gang, Uh, the time may have come for that Escher (laughs) gang, you know? Or maybe the cod, yeah. or I don't know, Goliath. Yeah. Not gonna hold it against you. Yeah, <laughs> I've been I've been sitting on this Necromunda box for a while. Mm-hmm. A long while. I almost almost felt it coming back. Did you? Yeah, and then then someone else made a video about it. I was like, oh, gotta put it away. <laughs> Which gang was it? No, it was about the the box. Oh, the box itself. The original Necromunda box, yeah. Uh, like, I was yeah. going to... I, It's like, it's been sitting on my shelf. And, like, every so often, I, it kind of catches it out of the corner of my eye. And I go, ooh, gotta, I got to open that box. Got to paint something out of that box. Yeah. And, like, uh, that, that new game was coming out. You snooze, And I got all lose. excited about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is exactly what it is, too. <laughs> like, everybody's <laughs> all into Necromunda right now. <laughs> But hey, sometimes that's what it takes, though. That's that's not a bad mm-hmm. thing. So, I mean, you're partially talking from like the YouTube perspective of trying to make something different from from what other creators are making. Yeah. And, you know, us painters get like that, too, of, you know, not wanting to paint ultramarines because that's what everyone else is painting. But mm-hmm. if if for some reason that uh, that communal hype about uh intellectual property or model or paint scheme or you know everyone everyone is painting vaporwave right now if vaporware or or, you're you're right first time yeah yeah and if if you want to get swept up in something that is not a bad thing i mean it does look cool yeah yeah it is the excitement of others can be your excitement if you allow it to be let it in that's uh that's a good thing if you can yeah. get yeah hyped up for something 
well just changing your general style right like mm-hmm. instead of doing the you know whatever it is gw base layer wash highlight done you know if you're doing that every single time you pick up a model regardless of what the model is yeah yeah probably start to wear on you a little bit after a while you know so trying something a little different that that vaporwave is a good example it's a whole different approach to to painting those types of models and it looks cool and there's a lot of room in there to experiment you know it doesn't have to be 80s neon you can go all sorts of directions with that so oh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah just doing that that hard reset of I don't know if you you think you need to, you know, paint through all of your units in this army and then you get onto your HQ and that's kind of been on in the back of your head and, you know, whether you've uh, really written it down or committed to it or not, but somewhere in the back of your head, you're thinking that I need to finish this project and then this project and this project. And there's, you know, just one of those links in the chain is, is not sparking joy. It's okay to mm-hmm. just throw all that mess back in the box, go through your collection, pick a model that you want to work on. And, you know, if (laughs) you are welcome to change the paint scheme or or change the style, you know, change your painting technique, all of this is available to you. Do what you want with it. Paint bravely. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, beyond that, if you don't have it in your collection, this is one time where, you know, I want to be careful here, but if buying something new will give you a spark, you know, within reason, do it. <laughs> eBay, eBay is a really good way to do that. <laughs> oh, I was, I was actually going to suggest more of uh, in person. I mean, yeah, you, you see the you see the box, you get excited, you pick it up, instant gratification, get those endorphins running, you rush home, open the box, put it together, feeling really excited about that. I'm saying for uh, mitigating like loss of money at a, a rapid rate to make yourself feel better, eBay is probably the better way to go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was thinking of the of the initial spark and being able to actually have the model in your hand and be putting paint on it while that spark of interest is is really yeah. bright, you know? The, yeah. the the one fear with online ordering is it takes a couple of days to get to you, at least. Right. And by the time, you know, you get it, you might not be in the mood right then when the package shows up and you know, maybe you're doing the whole decontamination yeah. thing and you let it sit in your garage for a couple of days anyway, you know. I don't want to get those those postman germs. You don't want to get the uh, the UPS bug, right? Right. So, yeah, so yeah. if if you're feeling up to, to heading out to a local store and you're, you've, you've convinced yourself that nothing that you currently have in your collection is, is the one for you today, um, Brent here giving you permission to go to your local store as long as you're safe about it and, and responsible adult and uh, go and pick out a small item that uh that makes you happy you know go pick out a a character or or a a single unit or single team or 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 even better there are those uh the what are they push fit 
usually three models per box, and they're like 10 bucks. Mm. Just saying. That's probably the best you're going to get if you want a taste of something and have it be no stress whatsoever and, you know, here's 10 bucks, whatever. That's... Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not giving you permission to start a new army. I'm, I'll give you permission to buy a <laughs> one unit from an army you do not currently collect. You do not mm. have permission from me to buy two units. You have permission to buy one unit from an army you do not currently collect. Maybe get yourself mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. Uh, some rubric marines. Uh, maybe okay, you get yourself yeah. some guild ball on deep, deep discount. It's uh, going to be. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing too much uh, of the newsy news today, but uh, maybe you get some guild ball on deep, deep discount. Uh, yeah. I felt sad. For them. It felt sad for me. It's just another like project I haven't completed in time. But before the company goes under... Well, not the company, but the game. Yeah, yeah if you didn't know, Guild Ball is... Uh, it's, like, it's basically Blood Bowl, but supposed to be better. I've never played it. Models are really cool, but it's been discontinued and shut down. Yeah, I think it's football, like European football, like soccer. Either way. But uh, yeah, yeah, you're still presumably pushing a ball to the other side of the field. I don't know. Yeah. Goals, balls. And blood. it has some cool models, and I have some cool models, and I actually painted a couple of them. Like right before I started Goobertown Channel is was when I painted the first, and then I haven't painted any more since. But hmm. I've got I've got a couple painted. They look all right. Yeah. But I'm I'm kind of losing motivation. Not that clearly I didn't have a strong burning uh, motivation right. to, to finish those. But with the game being officially kind of winding down here, losing that for now. But then again, maybe maybe now is the the great last chance to get these painted. Unless we just let them sit yeah. in the box for another ten years, and and then they'll be vintage, <laughs> and then they'll have a revival. I don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It seems like one of those games that it'll it'll probably be around for a little while longer. Um, you know, there'll be community rule updates and all the you know all the things that keep games alive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look, uh, maybe maybe you go and you see a couple friends at the game store you haven't seen for a while. You you call them beforehand. You say, "Look, we're gonna put on our masks. We're gonna stand." a good 10 feet apart and we're going to egg each other on into starting a new game a year from now. And that's a thing. And uh, yeah. we'll each buy one unit from a uh, army or game. We do not currently play and we'll, uh, you know, get fired up about that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, retail therapy is a thing. Um, you do get the, uh, alleged dopamine hit of, of purchasing something that you're excited about. And, you know, something that was in that sustainable gaming uh, episode of, of Paint All the Minis was that that dopamine hit of buying something new isn't always a bad thing. You know, a lot of times we talk about like, oh, you just get that instant rush from, from you know, buying something new and, and then it's gone. But, okay, you, you do have to think about like, what are, what are the rest of the effects there? Um we're starting off with with a pretty good thing you're you're getting excited and and wrapped up into this thing at least momentarily and it doesn't have to be that that feeling goes away immediately 
you know, if you if you just throw that purchase onto your pile and forget about it, and then, you know, later on the the credit card bill and the pile of shame and the storage fees start to eat at you, like, okay, like that was probably a bad thing. But if you if you buy something because you're excited about it, like that's something a, a hobby should do. You should be excited about your hobby. That's that could be the start of a great relationship with that model, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean you have to be realistic if you're if you're buying like four start collecting boxes, um, that is the start to a, a negative relationship with those models, probably. <laughs> uh, probably, yes. That's don't don't take on too much at once. Right. If your project is out of scope, you're going to have a bad time because you're not going to be able to finish it in the amount of time that you would like to, which brings up a couple of other things. Um, painting to a certain level, putting a timeline on yourself in order to get certain things done and then moving on mm-hmm. is also very healthy for growth in the hobby for continuing in the hobby. Um, something that I have happened quite often and this this goes into other things that i like specifically tv shows i don't like to finish the very last whatever it is so i've had a basically a 2000 point orc army iron jaws orc army for a long time since the iron jaws came out and i've basically painted everything to like a really decent level and it's based it looks awesome sitting next to each other, but I haven't actually finished the army. I haven't painted the last like five brutes because there's something about finishing a project or, or finishing the last little bit of something that kind of puts pressure on you, on me in saying this is complete and this paint job is, you know, I'm calling it done. Right, but all all these little things enter my mind, and they're not they're not technically correct, right? It's like the paint job I painted is what I could do at the time when I painted them. Um, it's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean anything about you, you know. If, a lot of people get wrapped up in, well, I can't paint well enough, so I don't want to paint something. I don't want to finish something because then it makes it something greater than just a work in progress, right? Okay. It's a finished piece. Yeah, I'm still working on this army versus this is my army and this Correct. is the way yeah. I want it to be. Exactly. Yeah. And that that mentally can cause you to not actually want to push through and do things. And the emotions that weigh down on you because of that are definitely negative from a like having fun and and wanting to paint more standpoint. So I would definitely be weary of stuff like that because I know that's something that I have to think about and, and how that relates to TV shows is I would definitely rather start a 10 season show over right before the season finale so that I don't know what happens technically, even though you kind of do so that's not over. Whoa. No, I do not yeah. have that hang up at all. Wow. No. 
I have a really hard time finishing books <laughs> for the same reason. Like when I know, if I know there's a series that has like a, just a ton of books, I don't feel that. But if it's the last book in the series and I know there aren't any more, man, that is so hard to get through. Like yeah. even if I want to read it, interesting, <laughs> it's just difficult. I mean, I'll admit I've I had uh, you know complex emotions going into like the last Star Wars movie, like you know, like yeah. I've, I've been with the the character of of Luke and Han and Leia for for so long that maybe right maybe I don't want them to completely ruin them by the end of this two and a half hour you know movie exactly yeah, not okay. and and okay. not knowing is probably. Yeah, not I mean, it's knowing, not necessarily better, but <laughs> not knowing whether helps. those iron jaws are going to come out looking cool is is maybe better than realizing that they came out looking okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, the the dumb thing is, like, I look at the army, and like, I'm pretty happy with it. Like, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, I watched those of videos finishing... of yours at least. I like that army. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of finishing the army, I just painted a bunch of goblins and I was like, it's cool reinforcements. That completes 2000 points. <laughs> it's all the same. No, yeah, no, I know. I don't have that particular problem. I'm much uh I'm more likely to to kind of rush near the end if I if I feel myself getting close. Yeah. To, to the and end, I mean, but... I've I've done that too. Mm -hmm. it, it depends on the project. Um it's usually like a squad for me. Like I'll start, I'll take my time and about three quarters away. Okay. Looking pretty cool. And I kind of get to like this, the last two and I'm just like, what? Okay. That that's fine. The wash will fix that. That's cool. I'll just highlight this. It, it, it looks fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I just rush that squad out real quick. Yeah. That's much more common for me of, of finish it up quick rather than uh, constantly afraid to, to finish, finish the iron jaws yeah. army. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I, I'm talking like a couple of years worth of like painting just whenever I could, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. Hmm. And I, I have to imagine there are other people that like totally get where I'm coming from. Yeah. I mean, I have an Iron Jaws army too. And my problem is I haven't started yet, but. Well, that, and that's, <laughs> that's another thing though, right? It's just. Sure. You have an army. And the overwhelming nature of a fully unpainted, unbuilt army is devastating sometimes. So, yeah, it's easier to do something over there, you know, yeah. to watch TV. And I would say that, that all it really takes is a little bit of planning, a little bit of forethought, and just figuring out what you want to do and just starting slow, you know. So actually, I I uh, was gonna chime in with the complete opposite of that of of go yeah. big, <laughs> go big, yeah. Uh, you build them all in one day. Yeah, you at least get them primed. Yeah, find uh, whatever whatever trick or gimmick will will get you happily painting. I think is a good thing. And something I was gonna mention is. I actually really enjoy having the camera on and doing like a time-lapse shot, especially if I have a really big project. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because that is an entirely different type of dopamine hit. But, you know, way back yeah. when I did that that goblin batch paint of 100 goblins, 
you know, and it was sitting there and I had a time-lapse, uh, you know, series of, of images being taken. And, you know, I was sitting there telling myself, keep going, keep going. This is going to be so cool. That video, I mean, you can't get up and go check it now, but in a couple hours when you can get up and check that time-lapse video, I bet it's going to be so cool. And so yeah. I was sitting there and, you know, even <laughs> like if, if my, uh, podcast episode or audiobook or whatever had like reached a, a stopping point i'd be like all right don't don't mess up this time lapse by reaching in your pocket and messing with your phone you just keep painting brown on those spears keep on pushing through <laughs> you got a couple totally more rows of little dudes left keep it going but yeah. um there are lots of ways that either trying for just a little bit of content creation whether that is you know actually trying to make a like a real video or or a time-lapse shot. I mean, a time-lapse shot looks awesome on a Facebook post or on Instagram or something like that if, if you have, you know, the, the camera equipment to do that. Not that it takes too much. You can um, do it on your, on your phones, like as long as it's within the last five or six years. Yeah, yeah. There's a time-lapse option and is it'll the, go indefinitely. The... Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Learn something new you every day. This you, is... should, you should check your pocket. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find a different way to uh, listen to my podcasts, but, but you know, <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> right. Got a new time lapse. See now, what camera. you do is you yeah, find you an go. old phone. You just find an old phone. Yeah, as long as it can still connect to the internet, you can still listen to podcasts or surf YouTube or do whatever you do. All right. Yeah. Man, this is and don't ever sell your phone back. No, no, my, my problem never is my that. last phone just decided to uh, never turn on the screen again. It uh, <laughs> well, It's clearly still working because it still buzzes like when you'd expect it to buzz. Like, you know, my email sure. account gets an email. Like my, my yeah, phone just completely dead buzzes. And it's just like, uh, I wish that screen would turn on. But All right. Just following the rabbit hole, uh, does it have voice control? That's the thing about just trying to navigate a phone you barely remember completely uh -huh. blind. Like, oh, I know what you mean. I bet you yeah. do. I bet you do. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I've had weird ways of getting around certain things before. <laughs> with I'm like, I can't afford a new one. Gonna have to make it work. <laughs> Hold on. Is there a is there a moral or a tip in there? Like, we gotta make this <laughs> work, work harder. You know? uh, art from adversity. Uh, making something adversity. work. Come mm -hmm. on, we've got something here. Well, sometimes things aren't, they're not presented in, in a way that makes it seem very easy, but there's probably a solution and a workaround. And if you're excited about making that thing work, motivated enough, like say, can't afford to get a new phone, <laughs> you're going to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Or, or maybe you're just, uh maybe you're just so angry about all these videos using an airbrush that you were going to paint right. these goblins with no airbrush because all of these hacks on the internet who are just addicted to the airbrush and they can't live without it you were going to show everyone how to paint goblins without an airbrush and give you see i i would definitely pay to see that 100 goblins yeah, if zero you can, airbrush. If you can motivate yourself and break through your burnout with like pure uh, anger and revenge, I think that's <laughs> yeah. okay. You know, in moderation. Like, <laughs> yeah. And since revenge is best served cold, 
it has been far long enough in between that if if somebody revenge posted a don't use an airbrush to to batch paint a hundred goblins video then then bravo just yeah, a bravo. Plop. bravo. Yeah, absolutely yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know i would i wouldn't mind actually seeing that you should just rehash that video and then just be like with one paintbrush <laughs> you know <laughs> i may have to rehash that video but i mean i'm sure that if you put the call out people would send you goblins and and i dare say that the idea should be i i will paint as many goblins as i get sent in one session is this going to be part of the podcast casey did, did we just yeah. do this? We we just did that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that hey, if you hit over a certain limit, say say you get three or four hundred actual goblins. Look, like we can break the work up. I'll take a hundred. You get over another hump there, another hurdle. We we we'll just hand it off. Keep handing it off. There's literally ten, twenty people on YouTube painting goblins. With one paintbrush apiece, no airbrushes, a hundred at a time, time lapses, all day. Nah, nobody even has any Battle for Skull Pass goblins anymore. It's impossible. Okay, it's You're bad. right, it's impossible. My P.O. box is in the description below. <laughs> <sighs> if you want to do some painting out of pure spite or... Mm-hmm. Uh, feeling of superiority or or inferiority but like uh in, in a way that's building to something positive then uh i think that's a good idea yeah 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 um yeah we'll ignore the strange challenge casey threw out about that involves mailing hundreds of of battle for skull pass goblin archers and spear goblins you know back and forth i could just i could just see it in my head this picture of 10,000 goblins. <laughs> just, just thinking it could happen. Ooh. Look, you know, we, we were talking about the dangers of making uh, big, silly commitments that you know are have the, the likelihood of burning you out at some point. And so maybe this oh, isn't the episode for this that challenge. Is, that is it. And, and I, I guarantee you, if, if something like that were to ever happen, if we could coordinate something like that like there's no way in hell that i would use a paintbrush to do that like no it's probably going to be rattle cans mm. yeah what casey is can, what casey is trying to set up here, here was not cleared by me and <laughs> uh, directly goes against several of the uh-huh. themes that we're trying to communicate in this episode of uh of, be, of right. really understanding yourself and uh what makes you happy and and what mm-hmm. what promises that you make yourself that you're actually likely to follow through on and and which ones yeah. that we all know you're not going to follow through on and uh ch- chasing <laughs> right. chasing Don't the achievable goals, goals that uh that bring you joy but but yes. that being said you know setting a challenge for yourself whether that is uh a, through an online group or just for yourself it's a good thing. And look, my cat mm-hmm. is at the door, and I think Gordon wants to weigh in on this situation. Casey, fill time. You you did it to me again. So the other half of that, <laughs> as he gets up and leaves, jeez. So the other half of that, obviously, is that you, you can set 
lofty goals for yourself, but know that the bigger the goal is, obviously it's going to take longer and you're probably more likely to get into a situation that you're not going to want to be in. So you need to break those things up. If I were to paint 10,000 goblins, I would ask for help from friends. And they would gladly, most of the time, jump in and help me. Okay. Um, as with the last time, I had to get away from my desk to let a cat into the room. Uh, Casey filled time in my absence. Uh -huh. And this time I come back and he is talking about a 10,000 goblin painting challenge. Um <laughs> Uh, I just want to remind everyone that I was not here while Casey started talking, and uh, I don't necessarily agree to any of the things he may or... There's Gordon. I knew he wanted to be up here. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, painting challenges, though, as we were talking about, can can yes. be a good thing within reason. Yes. And, and that was the context for my, my discussion uh -huh. Uh -huh. while you were gone. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I yeah. do appreciate you being able to uh, pick up the mic like that and, and fill in. <laughs> um, yeah. Goals, challenges. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's stupid, but these 24-hour painting challenges, like, they they do kind of, they are invigorating, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a change yeah. of pace. It is <laughs> something new and perhaps interesting to do. Uh, I would recommend that you give up at hour 16 or maybe just set, you know, a 12 hour challenge for yourself. Cause I don't really yeah. want to be encouraging anyone to do something that might result in heart failure, but. And realistically after, you know, 12 hours or so, like you're just not doing as good of a job as you think you are. <laughs> so as much fun and invigorating as that actually is, and which is why you're seeing a lot of people do that lately right because it is fun yeah, yeah. like um, yeah it's it's not good for you but it's yeah. fun so much fun <laughs> I'm planning on uh, I'm planning on doing a couple more long probably not 24 hour straight sessions but you probably you know like 14 hours maybe a couple times two or three times in a week mm -hmm. something like that so yeah, I got an orc army, and it uh, it needs paint. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really do enjoy doing, like, the, the long time-lapse shots, and I have mm -hmm. several projects which will definitely benefit from from that sort of thing. And, again, the, the challenge is more of get a certain amount of work done while not being too distracting in the background and, you know, putting things down in nice little neat lines so that the... Uh, right. So that when so it's it sped cool. up a million times, it looks really satisfying and cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and just, you know, reframing your your projects and, and your hobby goals like that doesn't necessarily take much. Like just the the addition of a of a silly camera to the work that you wanted to do on your hobby anyway can can change mm -hmm. everything. Um Yeah. And, and I mean, most of us have a, a, a camera in our pocket, you mm -hmm. know, your phone has a good enough camera yep. and it probably has a time-lapse feature Yeah, and you know, there's editing software on your phone. So you can make a, a fun little movie about painting a guy, you know, and throw that up for your friends to see and they can see what you do in a cool different way or, you know, help encourage someone else to want maybe 
to join you and paint with you. Yeah. And play games together. Yeah. Like you never know. And uh, actually, you know, one of my probably two videos from the time we're talking right now is going to be a Goobertown roulette video. Woo. And I'm Our really excited time. about that. And, and you know, my, <laughs> my viewers have been sending me in submissions that have been really awesome this time around. So it kind of puts the yeah. pressure on me to, to do a good job or else be <laughs> completely shown up by several other people in my own video. So uh, that honestly, like, that that's the dream right there right it's gonna happen some of these entries yeah. that have been filtering into my email have been really good this time around nice but uh whether it's Goobertown roulette or, or some other challenge i mean there's there's tons of mini painting communities out there constantly running challenges mm -hmm. and you know we're um we're getting close to october now so a lot of them are setting up their their halloween spooky challenges and worked hey, over um look into that stuff if if that you know involvement in in one of these mini painting communities uh, gets you jazzed up uh yeah go for it really whatever sparks that interest and that desire to to get painting get hobby mm -hmm. and that's a good thing sometimes on the facebook groups i see people uh shouting out they'll type something like hey are there any discord groups who are looking for people who want to do this kind of thing uh, Discord, if you don't know, is an app on your phone, on your computer, whatever. Uh, basically just links you with other people into a server and you can chat, you can talk voice, you know, it's got voice chat, uh, video chat, all these different things. Really cool way to keep connected. Um, you know, you can message people as well. So there's all sorts of stuff and it's in one nice, easy to use location, right? Um, but there are a lot of Discord channels that do contests that have different sections in them to help with certain things in your painting or, you know, even things like burnout. It's like, Hey, what are you guys doing? You know, I don't want to be painting right now. Let's talk about the hobby or let's talk about something else. And, and it's a really good place for people to get that motivation and to be in a community of people who all go through similar things that, that you do, that we do. And I've found being on discord a massive help to my hobby in the last year and a half agreed 100 percent. yeah yep um you can find a you know community through facebook and discord groups um you can also just start getting into like twitch streams so mm -hmm. that's uh that's another place where people are live chatting with each other and you know have a common interest to chat about you know whoever is on the the disc or sorry the twitch stream at that point mm -hmm. uh, so yeah go on twitch and, and look up mini painters and see if there's anybody you like on there um and then yeah i was i was serious about uh if you don't have an instagram account yet maybe maybe make one post some pictures of of previous models you've painted and then uh get that it hello gordon <laughs> Gordon often ends up in my Instagram posts. <laughs> a lot, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. You know, I've noticed something about pretty much everything that we've said so far. Oh. I don't know if you've if you've caught or if this was your final, you know, talking point or something, but almost everything we've talked about comes down to community and people and basically 
fight hobbying with other people being in a group right whether that is instagram you're gonna find people to communicate with discord server facebook group you know going to your store with people doing something i think that that one of the biggest things in this hobby is that it is a community thing it's not something that you traditionally just do on your own you know it, it's not really an alone time, you know, as much as it is when we're sitting there doing whenever it. Whenever you are done with your point. All right, that's fine. But as much as it is a thing that you do by yourself, I think that it is made much more entertaining. And I think that you get a lot of value, a lot more value with other people than you do just by yourself. And I think that the reason that burnout and some of these other things have come up a lot in 2020 is because we've been so isolated that it's very difficult to get that sense of community, you know, and which is probably why you know, me bringing up something like discord is, has been so helpful for me personally, because yeah, it's like being able to go out and talk to other people and share those things. It's not always about Warhammer, but you know, it shouldn't be. Okay, I, I actually strongly agree with your point. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Now, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, whether that's text only Discord or whether you're actually talking to people on there using using your voice while you're while you're doing some painting, um, and you know, I, I had some ideas about how to just bring more fun to your hobby table with or without other people. Um, sure. And if it, I'm still valid, you know, we don't have to be when we're talking to other human beings, we don't have to be talking to other humans who are painting. Um, yeah, I've actually, you know, some of my old college friends have have started doing like, you know, happy hour kind of zoom calls. And we get all we all get on one of their work zoom accounts and, and hang out <laughs> for a little while. And, you know, most of them are sitting on their couches with their, their like wives and children. And, but I'm sitting there at my painting desk and I am painting a Getty with my face on it. And, <laughs> and they're all yeah. asking you to explain why that Yeti has a brand face on it. No. <laughs> well, so, fellas. <laughs> but, but no, like, yeah, we, we do live in a time where it is possible to communicate with all of your friends throughout your life. And, mm -hmm. uh, they are looking for a little bit of human contact themselves and, you know, a, a voice chat or a video chat is absolutely something that you can do while you've got yeah. a, a mini in your hands. And, you know, we've talked a little about this a little bit before, but online role-playing groups, depending on your group, mm -hmm. it's probably mm -hmm. pretty easy to at least be assembling minis while... At least, at yeah. least be assembling them because it, it is kind of that like mind or mindless part of the, the job, uh, at least for, for a lot of kits. There are obviously some kits that are more difficult, but for the most part, like scraping mold lines. Yeah. You can just use your eyes, continue talking, scraping, you know? So, yeah. And then, uh, you know, on my list of, of other ways that you can get excited to go sit at your hobby desk, and it almost seems like a, like a letdown now, but there, there are ways just to get excited by yourself. So, you guys thinking about it, you know, we're, we're changing seasons here right now. 
Like these, mm-hmm. these cats are getting more cuddly as it's getting cooler outside. <laughs> it's getting a little colder. <laughs> yeah. Um, but along with that, it's time to to dig out your your furry slippers again. It is time yeah. to dig out your uh, your your fleece sweatpants. It is time to to get that warm <laughs> bathrobe that you love so much out. Right. Um, you could put on your your bomber cap with the the fluffy ear flaps. I don't know. But it's, yeah. you know, it's time to to change up your daily routines a little bit, and you can absolutely make your painting space like a, a really comfy, cozy place to be, and yes. you know, kind of. <laughs> right, the cat stole a wire off like of my desk. It was not episode. an important wire, but <laughs> it just took your microphone cable. <laughs> It's gone. Oh, it's great. an HDMI cord. I didn't need it at the moment, and Gordon is not currently chewing on it. So, As long as it's not plugged in. Yeah, no harm, no foul. Be fine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, changing. Get, get, uh, get that hobby desk to be part of your, your routine. Have mm-hmm. something fun about it. Um, <laughs> you know, t- talking about Vince, he has an apron that he puts on when he goes to paint. And yeah. that that's just his thing, you know. If 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 you have a, a funny little apron that you want to put in on and go sit at your desk, uh yeah. you know, Uncle Adam at Tabletop Minions, he he's got a fez that he wears. I don't know if he wears it while he paints. I think sometimes. Uh, I can't remember specifically. I mean I've seen it a few times. I'm not sure if it's when he's painting though. I like the idea. Uh. It's it's what I prefer to imagine. I mean, if you imagine Uncle Adam in general, like him sitting down painting with a fez on is, is preferred. Yeah. Yeah. So do that. Yeah. Get yourself like a Mr. Rogers routine of, you know, you come home from work, mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you take off your work shoes and you put on your slippers and you, you know, a little cardigan yeah, and yeah. maybe a silly hat and an apron, I don't know. And then you go sit down at your painting desk, make, make it part of your routine. And, you know, along with that, Hot chocolate, or sure. hot chocolate with peppermint schnapps. Um, but yeah, but for real though, you know, you can you can build uh, food and to a degree drugs in, into your uh, into your routine. You know, get some mm-hmm. some caffeine, maybe some menthol cough drops. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember like getting excited for for like a long night of homework by getting my funyuns and my spicy hot right. Cheetos and my <laughs> menthol cough drops and my gummy bears and you got your okay, Arizona well, iced tea. Hang on, and... I gotta stop you. Menthol cough drops? What are you talking about? Uh, pro hobby tip. Uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> funyuns, chips, menthol. I don't. There's no connection. Well, you know, don't knock it till you try it. Uh, pro hobby okay. tip. Uh, <laughs> please uh, like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just curious about your choices. That's all. Uh-huh. Just wondering. Um, just throwing in unnecessary medications. Are you gonna complain when I make the? Real suggestion of a nice cup of port wine, chilled. Why, why would I? 
I don't know. I don't know. You didn't like menthol cough drops, so No, I'm just I'm just curious as to why menthol cough drops is in a list with Funyuns in it. Before and after the Funyuns, menthol cough drops, no? Is this not I a thing? Gum? Like a Altoids? I I'm confused at why it's cough drops. <laughs> you have Altoids, I have menthol cough drops, you know? The good cough drops. Okay. Alright, I just I just needed a little bit of clarification. Mm-hmm. As to why you are pounding cough drops like Funyuns. <laughs> Only one at a time. Well, sure. Okay, okay. You can't have two, two in there. Too, too uh, much menthol. It's too much. But uh, whatever makes your... I'm not alone Whatever makes your experience cozy, you know, whatever you associate... If you start to associate, uh, you know, music or, or certain foods or, or drinks or, or fluffy slippers with your, with your painting area... Mm-hmm, sure mm-hmm. cool yeah i mean don't eat too many menthol cough drops like no that's that's not you a can good only thing, but... actually have like four you know it's, it's like one every couple hours or something yeah, there, okay. there are instructions on the bag yeah you I'll, can eat a I'll box of all the instructions yeah yeah I mean, I, I'm not a vapor myself but like i know i know several people like that's a big part of the routine like all right yeah yeah. Do what you do, yeah. I eat menthol coffee. I should get some. It's been a while, but that's... Uh... <laughs> tis the season. Yeah, tis the season. <laughs> Got to put that on my list, yeah. Yeah. I do enjoy the menthol flavoring. Ah, planted that seed. I mean, I like Altoids and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just... I don't know. I don't think I'm going to get over this. <laughs> We can leave this for another episode, because I don't understand. <laughs> Look, you let me know when you've painted your first mini with uh, Funyuns and menthol cough drops, and uh, you you do want to wait, wait a little while for the, the flavors to kind of subside, but then port wine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then port wine. Mm-hmm. So it's Funyuns, then kind of let, let it simmer, mm-hmm. and the menthol to, what is that, like a palate cleanser? Mm-hmm. And then you this really want like... to let that self-cleanse before you get into the port wine. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, port port wine is good. Yeah, port wine is very good. I got to put that on the list, too. Yeah. I'm going to spot some today at a store, mm-hmm. at a wine sale. I didn't. Yeah. You know, <laughs> thinking about, about what the perfect drink is for painting minis, I think it's port wine. It might be because you, you're probably going to drink that pretty slow. You're going to do it slow, and it's uh, it's much more of a chill thing. It's not like you know tequila yeah. or or even beer just seems like the wrong pace. Beer is the is definitely the wrong pace because yeah. you're you're kind of drinking that like soda almost, mm-hmm. where it's like you're not you're not just pounding it, you know, but. Suppose it depends on who you are, but you know you're probably going to start to feel those effects before you finish a, a single model. Yeah, if you're uh, if you're of legal yeah. age and it's safe to go to the uh, liquor store or the grocery store, depending on where you live, you look into some nice, cheap port wine, a nice uh, yeah. kind of dessert wine. Yeah, bottle of Chianti. Do you yeah, yeah a nice yeah. bottle of Chianti. Yeah. <laughs> um. Hmm. I mean, that should get you over hobby burnout, right? I mean, I do feel like 
honestly speaking, like, yes, having a couple drinks and just laying back, throwing on some Netflix and like, if I paint some stuff, cool. If I, you know, cut some stuff up, cool, whatever. As long as I feel good while I'm hobbying, you know, put yourself in the position. It makes you feel good while you're doing it. Yep. And you'll, you'll probably avoid having a bad time and burning out. Yeah. Give yourself those bribes only while you're watching Netflix at your hobby desk, though. Don't, uh, Right, Don't like get bring your, your onions your computer and your port wine you. <laughs> over to your couch to watch Netflix, because then that's that's your evening. But but if you if you really associate yeah. uh, that fun stuff with your hobby desk and um, you know as a serious once, once you start again, popping those, uh... yeah, you get the get the right associations built in. You know, Kenny at Next Level Painting talks about he listens to audiobooks, but he you know makes a little deal with himself. He only does that while mm-hmm. he's painting. Yes. And and so it's like, you know, that that treat for himself, that association of, okay, it's story time. Story time is when I paint Space Marines. Like Yeah. Yeah. I find that trick works fairly well when it when it is a book I'm into and it's not the last book in a series. Mm-hmm. Just saying. <laughs> Another strange tip that may resonate with some people. Like one of you. Okay. And you're gonna be glad that I said it, so you're welcome. Okay. Um <laughs> if if Casey's tip about not finishing something that you start resonates with you, uh, please leave a comment. If you like uh, menthol cough drops, please leave a comment, and uh, we'll okay, see. Okay, I didn't Casey. say I didn't like menthol cough drops. Okay, that's that's not what I said. I if I'm gonna buy cough drops because I have a cough, then yes, I prefer menthol. I like menthol honey, in fact. But that's that's different. Mm-hmm. My question to you and is, if you're going to buy a hundred pack and you're going to keep on eating them long after the cough is gone, uh huh. prefer menthol. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, yeah. yeah. But, but the why. It's the why. It's the why. Leave a comment in, in the video space below. Yeah. Leave a comment on this web zone and uh, we'll get back to you. And on that note, thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. As always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. It's 2 a.m. on the East Coast. I am so sorry about this episode, but I thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time. No apologies. Next time. Get hoppy, and that's a good thing. And Some of these, uh, no, I'm, I'm waiting for you, buddy. You got this. Okay. I'm trying not to interrupt. We don't like crosstalk so much on this podcast, and you know, it's a good thing, but sometimes. We don't know what we're doing. You forgot what you were going to say. No, I didn't. So sometimes I see on these Facebook groups, Matt, you can cut around that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, Matt, the editor is going to make that final call. If you're listening to this on the podcast, then thank Matt. Matt, thank you.